Episode four of the boys cast. We made it. We're here. We're here. We're queer. Episode four. The BBB movement, which is the boys, boys, boys. Um, you know, if you're a woman, again, that electrocution software is in order, so you're going to have to pop those headphones off, put them in the shelf. It's not for you, honestly, and I am apologizing because we got a real solid episode. But when you're, if you have any male friends, perhaps, which awesome, that's a pretty solid thing to have. And if also you have maybe a boyfriend or a husband, he's going to give you the scoop on what happened in this episode. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is not, not available for your ears. And what we're going to do is at the end of this episode or whatever, at some point in this episode, I'm going to debut my new uh, Man on the Street video Monday because it's probably my favorite one that I've ever done. So I'm going to start, I'm going to put those up on this first and then they'll come out on the internet like Monday. People might say too, you're like, why do you, why do you need the boys cast? Why does the world need a, a podcast that's exclusively for boys? The world isn't more feminine right now. You're crazy. That's a conspiracy. Because sometimes I'll, I'll think to myself and I'll be like, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe the world isn't that much more feminine. Maybe I'm like living on the internet. And then you turn on the television and the guy from the man shows crying his eyes out while delivering a speech about politics. And you're like, yeah, okay. I think this has gotten a little more feminine. I remember probably 10, even 10 years ago, you know, I was like a guy playing in a band. I'm an artist. That's what I've done for my whole life. You know, whatever. I've got tattoos and sang in a band and stuff like that. And then I would consider myself, you know, not high on the masculine scale. I'm not particularly into sports. I don't fucking like fixing things. I'm not like a car guy. I'm more of a car guy's guy, which I like to I like to sleep with men that are into cars. I'm more of a car guy's guy. And then now I feel like my energy is everyone's like, whoa, dude, stop being so mass. Like I, I'm like the pinnacle of like. People see me and they're like, whoa, Mr. Masculine. Like, that's how much the world changed where I'm like the fucking representative for like masculine energy. I'll walk into a room and everyone's like, whoa, calm down. And I'm like, I kind of like this new society where I'm fucking the fucking guy's guy of the world just because I can identify a wrench. I don't I don't use one. I just know what it is. I, if you brought a wrench out, I wouldn't be like, what is that a, oh, that's like some cylinder object. You put tape around it and then you can use that to have your girlfriend peg you. Cause, oh, that's what I thought it was in the new society that you've... But literally, you turn on the TV and the guy from the man show is crying. The thing about that that's so funny is they film those during the day and it's not live. And the, I'll tell you what especially isn't live. The fucking speech. So if, if I was... Let's say I had my show. I'm, I'm right now. I'm filming this. And I don't do a lot of cuts. But imagine that I started talking right now and I was like, you know, I, was, uh, I just wanted to talk about um, men because I think they've met... Men are, oh, hold on, I'm just choking up a little bit here. When I talk about the boys, I just get a little emotional. Okay. Oh. One second. And then the producer's like, hey, do you want us to cut? And I'm like, no, I actually, I, I really don't want you to cut. And they're like, I mean, Ryan, you're, you're crying. So obviously, unless you want, if you, unless you want to be crying. No, I don't, I don't want to be crying. I just, it's, it's, I just need them to see this. And you're like, okay. So you obviously are trying to cry. And you want everyone to see this and you want to put a video out and you literally posted it on your, your TV show's YouTube channel, like, you know, impassionate speech. So this isn't something you're embarrassed about. This is something you're proud of. And it was a fucking, you know, you're trying to prove that you're the most like in touch emotional guy. So that's the kind of things that you've been seeing lately. 
You can see it even in the action stars. Action stars used to be like fucking Steven Seagal and Arnold Schwarzenegger, guys that almost believed it. You know what I mean? You'd almost meet these guys and they'd be like, they didn't even know the camera was rolling. Whereas now, you know, you have Terry Crews is having a literal meltdown because some five foot two twink touched his bum at a party. Then you have Jason Momoa on the internet getting like trying to get people in trouble because they're using water bottles. And you're like, what is happening? What is, what is going on right now? Now, Jason Momoa is one of the guys that was so obviously shoved down her face by Hollywood. And you know, it, it, it's not that I don't, it's not even that I don't like him. The problem with people that drive me nuts always stems from the fact that I'm getting forced to think something about them. You know, when you have a friend, let's say you have a buddy and then someone comes up to you and they're like, this guy's the best guy in the world. And your, your girl's saying this. She's like, this guy fucking rules. He's amazing. He's so funny. And you're like, what, what fucking James? He's like, all right. No, you, oh, he's, your friend is amazing. You're like, what are you, what is this? What are you up to? What are you doing right now? Why, why is he so amazing? And you're all of a sudden, you're like arguing against him. You're like, I don't know. He's not that good. He sucks at this. He's actually kind of annoying. Before you know it, you're like arguing against him. Whereas like the same way it could go the other way around. If you have this friend that's average and she's like, yo, James fucking stinks. He's not funny. And I was like, okay, he said this. It's funny. He's crap. And before you know it, you're arguing how great he is. So Jason Momoa, I find myself arguing against him because I feel like he's been shoved down my throat so fucking hard. And it was obviously part of the woke thing where, like, Jason Momoa fit the, like, mold of exactly what Hollywood wants you to see. Like, they loved the idea that he was from somewhere else and he's fucking, like, kind of like a feminine dude. I bet you his box office numbers weren't even that good. And it was, like, before you knew it, every article and every Hollywood thing was just, like, Jason Momoa is so hot. And you're, like, I'm not even saying he's bad looking, but this was obviously, like, a calculated move. He fit exactly what you need people to think right now. So he was really shoved down the throats. And I just see it, and it was pretty obvious that it was a conscious effort. But this is the kind of things Jason Momoa does. So Jason Momoa was, like, really mad that people were using water bottles. Like, it's really, this is his number one issue, is that people are using water bottles. He goes home at night, his wife's like, how are you doing? He's like, honestly, it's, I don't know what to tell you. I was on set today, and then looked to my left, AD, using a water bottle. So, no, yeah, it wasn't a good day. You know, but tomorrow I hope to live a play another day. Hopefully I can find some people to tell them, tell them how to drink their water because I'm fucking Aquaman. He kind of believes he's Aquaman in real life. Jason Momoa, this is what he said. He goes, we are a disease that is infecting our planet. That's what he said. Now, does that sound like the good guy in a movie or does that sound like Thanos? Or pretty much every villain in every movie starts with like humans gotta go. See, all these guys have Thanos energy. They go, us humans are the problem. And you're like, I get why if you're walking around Hollywood and hanging around with like Hollywood fucking people all day, you'd be like, you know what? We got to go. This sucks. But you, that's, th- this idea that the humans are the fucking problem, we're the disease that infecting the planet, that's how most horror movies start. They start with someone, they start with a bad guy saying like the human race needs to be, st- needs to start over. How many horror movies is that where they go? This plague needs to be eradicated and we need to start again because of Joseph 434. I don't know Bible verses, but I assume they sound something like that. And you're like, what are you going to do? And you're like, well, I'm going to start. I'm going to start cleansing people one by one. I'm going to start with this homeless guy. And then I'm going to start with this fat guy, which is also your mom. And that comes from the movie seven. So that's what these guys think that they're sounding like good guys. But you're not. You're sounding like a bad guy, and you're sounding like, like a pussy. So anyways, that's why the world needs a boys, boys, boys movement. Because it's, first of all, it's hilarious. Anyways, 
I saw another subway ad that I loved. New York is fucking wild with the subway ads. And I don't mean subway sandwich. That, imagine that's what I was going with. This. I was like, dude, you should have seen this thing. It had turkey, it lettuce. It was breathtaking. The best subway ad that I've ever seen. You should have seen. It was a piece of art. Outrageous subway ads. No, it goes, it goes, it's okay to not date someone that's not pro-choice. So it says, that was the ad. It goes, it's, if someone's against abortion, it's okay to not date them. And again, I'm just like, who the fuck is paying for this? And this is not a political statement. Down with the abortions. Abort away. I think that, and, and the question is always, should the government pay for it? I think the first one should be free. And then, you know, you go out, you got to pony, come on, you got to pony up a little bit. First one's free. And then you go back and you're like, listen, Wendy, this is abortion number three. You got to pit, you got to pitch in here. I guess then it would be like Costco where you have a lot of women coming back with like a fake mustache. You're like, I'm here for my abortion. And you're like, okay, stop it. You're, you're fucking, your mustache is falling off. Come on. You're, you play me for a fool here. But I just love the idea that you think guys are going to fucking ask a girl. Because they, they, they think that they're only talking to women, right? They're not talking to men. This is the thing. They don't realize the other half of the world. A guy being like, imagine first date. Hey, so are you for abortions? She's like, no. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work out. I only date girls that are for abortions. Hey, by the way, I might fucking poke around about it. But the idea that you're going to go up to a girl and ask her her stance on abortion and she says, oh, I'm actually against abortions. And you tell her, like, listen, I can't I, I need to know that if I get you pregnant, that's, I'm sorry, if you want this dick, I need a written consent promise that this baby will be terminated. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that a lot of girls are going to go for that attitude. But I guess, you know, girls are living, the girls live a different world where you can be picky like that. But I don't think that would work for a lot of guys. Like, imagine that's on your Tinder profile. If you're not willing to terminate the baby, then don't even message me. Everyone in major cities is so wacky. Like, everyone in New York could be like, I'm polyamorous. I have 15 girlfriends. You're like, okay, so you have zero girlfriends. And you're just dating. You don't need a new word for everything. You sound like a kindergartner. You're like, I just gave a valentine to all my girlfriends. Yeah, and I got a smooch from each one. Okay, these aren't your girlfriends. I have six billion friends. And you're like, how do you have six billion friends? You're like, well, I consider everyone in the world my friend. You're like, okay, well, that's not what a friend is. You're changing the definition of the world. I'm a parent. I have 15 kids. Oh, where are they? They're in Africa. I donate a dollar a day. That's not what a parent is. You're really changing the definitions of these words. And if you want to have sex with lots of people, sex with lots of people. But you don't need a new word to justify it. You can just do the thing. If you want to live a normal life, you get one girlfriend you hate like everybody else. That's what this one, there's, there's this article right here. It says, I'm demisexual. So this is a new word. I'm demisexual. Here's what I wanted you to know. The best way to describe demisexual. I'm attracted to a person's personality before their body. I'm attracted to the details, not physical appearance. Now, does that sound like something that needs a word? Does, or does that sound like a lot of women before women had to pretend that they're these fucking horn dogs? I'm just a fucking horn dog. I need 15 men and I just, ah, I want to, I watch Magic Mike and I finger myself all day long. Now, I think that, I know 10,000 girls, they're like, yeah, I kind of need to feel like I like a guy's personality before I'm feeling, a, you know, before I feel like comfortable sexually with him or before I want to be attracted to him. So that's demisexual. I never knew what I was. And then I was like, oh, I'm wacky too. Every girl needs a new term. They're like, I need a term. I, I can't just have a term. I'm a romantic at heart. Oh, 
Okay, so you just told, you just admitted what you are, just kind of romantic. So you're not demisexual, you're just a normal person that wants romance. I, for me, I've only got the butterflies in my stomach feeling when I've known someone really well, and we've both shown romantic interest in each other. Okay, so what you're saying is that you're kind of shy, and you need to feel a mutual connection with your brains before, before that you want to have sex. Hmm, doesn't that just sound like most women? Do you really need a term? There was, there was a sudden feeling of relief to have a word for what I felt, what I'd been feeling. I was 23, and I finally knew how to explain myself to other people. You've never had to explain that to people, ever. When your friends are like, hey, I'm just showing you a picture of a guy with a hot body. Are you really attracted to him? Are you in love with him yet? Are you in love with this guy based on this picture? And you're like, fuck, how do I tell her? I don't know how to explain to my friend that I'm not like you. I'd love to... I wish I could just be like you and just look at a picture of a guy and fall head over heels in love with him. But I'm different. I'm a, I'm a fucking wacko. I don't, know how, I don't know what to tell you. I'm wacky, lady. There's suddenly a feeling of relief. And you went, oh, now I know what I am. And you said, I'm sorry, I would love to do that, but I am demisexual. You know, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to stand on the top of the world like Tom Cruise that one time on that talk show. I am demisexual. Damn, that felt good to feel like I'm not alone as this wacky, zany person that needs a mental connection to have sex. Ugh, as opposed to all my friends that just look at a picture of a guy and they go, oh, I'm in love. Can we get married tomorrow? This zany affliction that you suffer from. I can only imagine what it must be like to wake up in the morning and know that you're demisexual, to know that you can't just... Get onto a subway and see a guy and be like, that's who I'm in love with. I need to, I can't even control myself. I need to have sex with him right now. The insane situation that you're dealing with on a day-to-day -day where you need to have a mental connection with a guy, I pity you. I feel sorry that you had to be born with this curse. You know, online dating gave me the opportunity to get to know someone before even considering a date with them. Again, just, this is something that you and only a select few people have experienced this this idea that you get to chat with someone first and that's actually better than going on a blind date only you've experienced that the fucking center of the worldness <laughs> is that the good way to say it just the level of fucking narcissism to think that you are the only person in the world that think you know and this is part of my affliction, and I guess normal people wouldn't understand this because they're not demisexual like me, but for me, and, and for me and only me, I was actually liking online dating because I actually got to speak to them first. Whereas, I mean, for you, obviously, you prefer a blind date where you just fuck the guy immediately. But for me, again, we're not, we're not the same. I have, a, I have an affliction. I was cursed with this, with this affliction to be demisexual. Little by little, I've told my friends it seemed appropriate. Okay. If you came out of the closet to your friends as demisexual, you need to be off this planet. You need to be locked in a room, never to be spoken to again. If you called your parents and you said, Mom and Dad, I'm going to need you to sit down. Well, I'm demi. I'm coming out of the closet. What does that mean? Okay. Um, are you guys sitting down? This is going to be a tough one for you, but I can only be attracted to men 
that I have a mental connection with. I know. I, I hope. Do, do you still love me? And they go, yeah, we're listening. That's it. That's the whole thing. That's it. I know. I'm a monster. I know you didn't ask for this. When you decide to have a kid, you didn't ask for this. I'm sorry that I guess you know, I'll just go. You don't deserve a fucking daughter that's Demi. What are you talking about? I've told my friends and I've found it's often something they have not heard of or are curious about. Yeah, I think they might be curious about the word, not curious about them what you explain it to them. They go, I'm demisexual. And you go, oh my God, is that, what? what is that? That means you like to have sex with a tons of people at once. Like a, you want to be a god? Like you need to be a demigod having sex with lots of people at once? You go, no, uh, I like to, I like people that are, our personalities, we get along. And you go, oh, okay. No, I wasn't curious about that. No, I'm actually not curious about that. I was curious about the, what the word meant. And I'm grateful that just like the wonderful man I married, <laughs> you're married now. It hasn't changed how they've reacted to me. Okay, so you're married. You're in a, you've been married for 10 years and you're still telling people you're Demi? I can only be attracted to a man if I like his personality. What does it matter? You're married. You're not, it doesn't matter. You don't need to have any things. It's like the people that are like, I've been married for 20 years and I've not had sex with another person, but I'm pansexual and I'm bi- bi- bisexual. And you're like, well, who gives a shit if you're not cheating? Are you cheating on him? No. So what are you saying? You have a husband, but you can look at a TV show and be like, that chick's hot. Who gives a fuck? It's not anything. This is nothing. You're not telling anyone anything. You're coming into the closet. So anyways, this is all, why do you need a fucking word for everything? You're not polyamorous. You're just dating. You're a normal person that just doesn't really have a girlfriend. So you don't need a new word for everything. It just fucking makes me laugh. There's a lot of these feminine guys running around here and like with, and they're too confident. There's this guy in my building when I first moved here. I went to the wrong door. I opened up the wrong, I tried to open up the wrong door with my keys and he comes out. I go, oh, sorry, that must be the wrong door. I just moved in here. He goes, yeah, it's the wrong door. You're in the wrong place. And I'm like, yeah, okay, sorry. Well, so first of all, I'm moving next door to you. So I don't know why you'd want to have that energy. So anyways, I saw him fucking yesterday. He was going, I was walking out and he was walking in. I'm like, ugh, this guy. And he's got a coronavirus mask on. And he just went to get like food. So he walked out in downtown New York to get food. And he can't put, a, he put his mask on. Honey, I'm going out. Puts his mask on like a fuck, like the level of a loser that you need to be. And that guy, you know, that is the guy who would be looking up to Jason Momoa and be like, yeah, the real men like recycle. <laughs> By the way, with coronavirus, the problem is for the last five years, every, every year there's been like all these doomsday theories. Remember when Trump first came into power, everyone was just like, the economy is going to be fucking dead. We're dead. You remember Eminem when he did his rap? Eminem came out and he goes, this guy's going to cause a nuclear holocaust. And you're, I remember talking to a girl like um, a year after, I go, she goes, Trump's the worst. The economy's down. The stock market's crashing. I was like, the stock market's up 15%. And she goes, no, it's not. It's down. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she was like, it's, it's down. And you're like, who told you this? And you're like, did you read a blog that said it was down like one day? And I'm like, go look. And I'm like, pulled it up on my phone. I'm like, here's the economy for the last year. It's up 15%. Not the economy, the stock market. It's up 15%. She's like, oh, well then it's probably, uh, that's probably just a bubble. Or whatever, start saying other stuff. And I'm like, so if you're a weatherman and you're wrong every single day, you don't get to do more. So when you're like, Hillary is going to destroy Donald Trump. And then you're like, the, the fucking world's going to be underwater by 2001. When you've told me both those things, and now you come at me, you're like, oh, we're going to be dead from coronavirus by tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, but I don't really listen to you anymore. 
because you're you're wrong. Like if if you have a buddy that's giving you fucking picks on fights and he's like, dude, Conor McGregor, he's got this one. Put all your money and then you like lose. He's like, okay, next fight this. You're like, if you, if that happens twice, the third time you're not like, yo, Dan's got the hot picks. You're like, no, 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 we're we're done talking to him. So it's hard to find anyone to listen to because everyone's been wrong so many times. And everyone's so like, this is, we're, no, no, this time it's different. You're like, okay, well, I don't listen to you anymore. You're out of my realm of people that I listen to. I'm not saying the earth isn't potentially warming. What I'm saying is, is that Al Gore told me by fucking year 2000, we're going to be literally Jason Momoa and Aquaman because I'm going to be living in the sea like Ariel. She's like, well, we all get a better, better get flip flops because you're going to be under the sea by year 2000. And then by 2001, he's like, oh, actually it's 2004. And then he's like, well, it's 2012. I was like, no, no, no. Al, we're done listening to Al Gore. He keeps making a new documentary. Remember when we were kids or I was a kid or whatever? Every day it was like, yo, the ozone layer is tearing apart and we have like another 10 years. I haven't heard a thing about the ozone layer in 10 years. I don't know what happened. Just went away. The problem just solved itself. There's been so many conspiracy theories where you're like, if this, if this keeps on, we're dead in my lifetime. And then it just went away. With global warming, if you question anything, you're like a crazy person. You're like, okay, so what's going, what's going on with it? When are we going to die? And they go, why are you questioning it? And you're like, okay, well, I don't like anything that I'm not allowed to question. How about that? And when as soon as you tell me, this is what you need to think. And I'm like, okay, what about questions? They go, no, 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 no questions. You're like, okay, well, now I'm going to start fucking poking around because that's not really how I operate. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying there isn't a problem. But you don't get, you can understand why people are questioning you when you've been wrong 10 trillion times. So these cult leaders that come in, they're like, you know, sell all your stuff. We're dead tomorrow. And then they sell all their stuff, like fucking rape a bitch because they think the fucking earth is over. And then they come back the next day and they wake up and they're like, hey, uh, that's uh, not ideal. And then they call the cult leader. So they're like, hey, this apocalypse, was it afternoon? Because I'm starting to feel like, kind of like when you're looking for, waiting for an Amazon package that you really need. You're just like, so, uh, gonna kind of need that to happen. Is otherwise gonna be in a bit of a pickle since I sold everything that I own and for a dollar fifty, just gambled all my money away and had a, about 45 prostitutes tonight because I thought the earth was gonna be over by the end of the week. So you're like, okay, well, so I don't know if I'm really listening to you anymore. Remember net neutrality? This was like two years ago. And you're like, every big company was, if this doesn't happen, we are dead. The internet will cease to exist as you know it. You're going to be paying $10 million for the internet. If you want to even just access on your phone, or if you want to start a website, you're done. You can't. And if you, it's, they're just going to gouge you. It's going to be $10 trillion. And you're like, okay, why is everyone so on board with this? Why does Facebook and Google want this to happen then if it's really bad for big companies? So why, why are they on board with it? And you're just like, it, I, I understand what you're telling me, but then what's happening doesn't make sense with that. Sort of like with the global warming, they're like, we're dead in two days. It's like, so why'd you buy a waterfront property? And you're like, well, I don't know. I, I just believe that we're going to fix it. It's like, well, then say that because that's not what you're telling me. Same with net neutrality. They go, we're dead. You know, they, we're dead if we don't have internet. We're basically dead because you're fucking not going to be able to watch porn and there's going to be so much buildup in your dick that the cum is going to fucking shoot out your mouth and fucking drown you. You're going to drown in your own cum because Pornhub will cease to exist and you're so accustomed to getting that sweet, sweet porn. That's basically what they said to us. And then it, so then they, they made it happen and then they took it away because they repealed it because they were like, whatever, there was an overreach of government. And then... Once they took it away, 
nothing's happening. They didn't even write anything about it. You even you never you'll never hear someone say, "Oh yeah, we were wrong about that." Like Adams ruins everything. Did like a thing about how <laughs> his smug show about like just so you know, if this doesn't happen, you might as well kiss your Twitter goodbye. You're not gonna be able to start a website. And then okay, so what you said was gonna be a catastrophe. That's the world we're living in, and no one even knows. Nothing's changed. No one knows. So why is anyone listening to you? They just go, oh, okay, we're wrong. Ugh. Ugh, sue us. We're wrong. Well, fine, I was wrong about that one, but this one's next. That's why, to be honest, I've actually heard less doomsday stuff about coronavirus because I don't feel like anyone's able to push their agenda on it. You know, it's the same in these guys that are always like, the U.S. stock market's a bubble. They go, you know, the U.S. stock market's a bubble. It's going to crash tomorrow. So they've been, there's a lot of people that have been saying that for six years. A lot of people that I like that have been saying that. And I actually don't disagree with them that there's a bubble. I think they're right. But it's always this, it's going to happen like tomorrow. It's going to happen this, and you're like, okay, well then if you know it's going to happen, why don't you short the S&P 500 and become a millionaire? Put all your money into an index, shorting the S&P 500, and then make a lot of money. Why don't you, why don't you mortgage your house, spend every, all of your money and do that. Bet against it because you can make tons of money. And you're like, well, I don't want to do that. It's like, well, but you think that you're sure it's going to happen. I'm like, well, I'm not sure, sure. And you're like, oh, okay, so you don't want to put your money where your mouth is, huh? All of these conspiracy people, no one wants, they don't put their money where their mouth is. They like telling you when the world's going to end. It's never the cult leader that sells all his stuff, is it? It's always the other people that drink the Kool-Aid and the cult leaders living large. I do want to say a quick shout out to all the boys who've been listening right now. Pretty fucking sick. And I asked you this last time, but it's a quick one. If you like the podcast, tell a friend, you know, take a screenshot right now of what you're listening to, whether it's on iTunes or Spotify, just take a screenshot, post it on Instagram or Twitter, tag me. It actually helps a lot. The numbers have been fucking cruising. The BBB movement has been on fire. I got a lot of cool episodes already in the mix. I'm going to start doing some pretty big interviews in addition to doing these podcasts. So there's a lot of cool stuff in the works. Keep supporting it, because the more it grows, the more I can do cool stuff and put more money into it and all that kind of shit. Boys, boys, boys. I also want to say a top boy of the week, because this, to me, was fucking hilarious. I posted this thing about how Americans are like spoiled brats, which actually, fucking awesome. I started doing that on stage, and it's kind of working. People were getting up in arms about it, because they don't really understand what I mean doesn't mean that there aren't better things other places. It just means that Americans are very, and, it, and it's a certain type of American, obviously. They're very unaware of the sweet deal they have in a lot of ways. Then they take it for granted. And I think that's pretty obvious. So maybe that got lost on some people. But one of the comments when everyone was like arguing, because in all three platforms, this caused a big fucking, a big kerfuffle. So there's this guy, Keeping It Keith is the name, and he was saying that he agree. He goes, ha I agree, or whatever. And then someone goes, okay, Keeping It Keith, how about when you have to send up a GoFundMe for your medical care? How about that? Explain why that's better. And then he goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And instead of replying, Keeping It Keith goes, go fund these balls. <laughs> I was just like, yo, hell yeah, dude. Instead of arguing, just saying, go fund these balls, fucking rocks, dude. So that's top boy status of the week. I love this guy. Yeah, so I, I think that is probably a better way to argue. I, I don't think you should be arguing common threads. If people are disagreeing with me in common threads, like, I don't know if you want to be arguing with people about politics and comedy threads. Like, I don't know if that's, if that's how you want to live your life, you know? 
To me, that's the same way you don't want to live your life crying about politics on your TV show. Like yesterday was the fucking Super Tuesday and people were hyped up. You know, Bernie lost. People were not happy about it. Run the Jewels is is pissed off. They're going to write some songs about how mad they are. And I actually don't mind with Run the Jewels. But the reason is I believe that idealism works better in music than it does in comedy, I believe. You know, when you hear... You know, first of all, I went to a Run the Jewels concert once when I was making videos. I was doing uh, videos with the Hard Times. We got hired by PBR to do these things at this festival. So one of them was with the Run the Jewels was headlining. <laughs> Killer Mike did a song and then he would do like 85 hours of like Bernie's the best. And everyone would just kind of stand there and he'd be like, Bernie's so fucking sick. And everyone's like, yeah, sweet, Bernie or whatever. I To me, idealism like that, where it's kind of, you know, this general idea of socialism or whatever, you know, the rage against the machines and the, the fucking run the jewels of the world. And, you know, probably most artists works a lot better in music than it does in comedy because music's more of an energy. So, you know, you have people kind of being like, you know, heal the world, make it a better place. And you kind of say communism, we should all share. Everyone should share. You kind of have songs, you know, share your stuff. And then, but comedians, when comedians are on stage being like, we should share. And you're like, well, okay, what do you mean by that? And they're like, well, we should all share. And you're like, okay, well, what happens if we don't share? Oh, well, the cops will come to your house and lock you up and put you in jail. And you're like, well, how? You, what, if, what if everyone agrees to not share? Well, then we kill you is actually what's happened historically. So what happens historically is all of the billionaires and stuff like that that don't want to do this, what, we have, what happened is we send them to the gulags and then murder them. So that's what generally happens. So the idea of like everyone be nice to each other and then you're like, okay, well, what is, and like when, but comedians, when they're on, I don't need to fact check what they mean by that. You're just like, this is a positive energy. It's making me feel good. I'm just listening to the song and you're kind of like a rebellious energy in your mind. So it works a lot better in music than when a comedian's like, everyone needs to be nice to each other. This is the thing. And then you're like, well, what do you mean by that? And you're like, well, what I mean is that you should be kicked off of Facebook if you say a mean comment. Is that what you mean? You know, there should be a law that says if you say something mean, it's now a hate crime and you should go to jail. Is that what you mean? So the problem is if you're on, if you're on stage being a comedian and truth is like a big part of what you're supposed to be selling, it's a little harder to swallow when people are logically inconsistent. But when someone's a musician and they're on stage kind of saying vague, you know, political statements that don't really add up logically, I don't, it doesn't really bother me as much. That someone's job is essentially telling you stuff for a living, you know, while being a fucking clown. And maybe sometimes I, you know, sometimes there's this thing where I'm like too fucking into comedians because a lot of times everyone's too into their own thing. And I do have a little bit of allegiance to comedians. It, everyone, everyone cares about their thing more, but it is funny. I remember being at a comedy show, you know, you'll be with like a chick at a comedy show at like the stand or somewhere great you know, where it's like the top comedians in the world. And she'd be like, I didn't think these comedians are very good. And you're like, these are like the top comedians in the world. Like if you, if you get past it, like one of these New York comedy clubs, that's the like high echelon of comedy. You know, that's the higher level of these, you know, there's 5,000 comedians, you know, 20 of them get past to these places. And this is New York city, which is like the hub of the world. So you're like, these are the top and you're trying to explain it. And they're like, I don't know. I didn't think it was funny. 
And I'm like, they don't get it. So I'm like, well, you were looking at the best of the best and you didn't like them. So you just don't like, and you kind of get defensive about it. And I was at wrestling the other day, which fucking ruled. And I'm, I was watching WWE and there'd literally be a guy and I'm like, this guy stinks. This guy stinks. And you're like, this is the WWE. So these are literally the top wrestlers in the world, the best guys in the world. And I'm watching them be like, boring next. They'd bring some new guy out and you're like, you know, he went through all the little leagues. He was probably the main guy at whatever league he was in. The way that a comedian was probably the top guy in his town before he came here. He was the top guy. He was probably like a pro football player or something, mad athletic before he did wrestling. He went through all the channels out of thousands of people. He got picked. He comes out. He's got his character. He's practiced his speech. And I'm like, next. So I get it. You're like, if you're not in the world, you don't give a shit. But that to me, that to me is a perfect example of how I feel about comedy a lot of times. So I did a comedy show on the, on the weekend, which I want to talk about because it was so funny. Now, ladies, do not throw a dude at a surprise party. Oh, my God. So I did this party. This guy, Tate Winston, who was on Fuckonomics last week. He throws a party at this place. It's this guy, his girlfriend's throwing a surprise party. All his work friends are there. His family's there. They throw him a surprise party. I'm the surprise. That's, that's your big surprise. What's going to happen? Oh, we're going to bring you to this place in some fucking clown from Canada is going to make fun of me. They, they want me to roast him. They go, roast him. And I'm like, How, what is this? What is this birthday present? This is what you get him? So this guy is going to come in. Happy birthday, surprise. And then they sat him on the stage with his girlfriend. And they're like, make fun of him. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. First of all, when you think your friend wants to get made fun of, he doesn't. Everyone has thin skin. I once did a Christmas party and they go, I want you to roast him. And they gave me roast jokes. Not roast jokes, roast topics. It was a guy. And then he was like, for people in the workplace, make fun of them. And they're like, one guy, they're like, make fun of the fact that his wife cheated on him. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. They go, make fun of this. It was a fat guy. And they go, make fun of that he always goes for seconds at the dessert table. And I was like, are you fucking out of your mind? So they think that this guy, it's his birthday, and they think that's what he wants. He wants to sit there while his friends and family roast him on a stage. He's just like a guy. He was like a nerdy guy. He's sitting there with his girlfriend. So anyways, I was doing... I basically said, I kind of said a version of what I just said now. I go, these are your friends. They don't like you, dude. They want you fucking feel pain. So I'm like, I'm on this guy's side. I'm like, you're sitting there with your girlfriend. Everyone's there watching and wanting me to make fun of him. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. So I did like normal comedy, made fun of the crowd more because that felt like the the move to me. Because I was on this guy's side. I was like, this guy's birthday. I'm not going to put you through that shit. Fuck these people. I'm on, I'm for the dogs, man. I'm not going to let you fuck your boys play you like that. But it wasn't his boys. His boys probably would have been like, yeah, I don't know if that's a good idea. His girlfriend was like, he would love that. There's nothing he would love more than to sit on a stage while all of his, well, all of his friends watch him get humiliated. Oh, he'll love that. That's his, if I know my boyfriend, you don't because he would hate it. He did hate it. So I'll tell you what happened. We're about five minutes in, cr- the kid's crushing. And also, this is just humble brag or a brag brag, but... It was a, not a set scenario set up for comedy. They had a fucking DJ plan before. The guy comes in surprised. They throw me right on stage. So anyways, I start fucking. The kid's laying it down. I start doing a joke about how guys think they want a girl that wants to fuck all the time, but they don't. You know, it's, I, girls say they want an emotional guy, but the way that guys say they want a girl to fuck all the time, then you have that and you're like, yeah, this is hell on earth. You know, she's trying to fuck on a Tuesday and you're like, I'm ready for round 14. And you're like, I don't have any more blood left or she's ready for whatever. You get the idea. So it's a whole long thing. And then while I'm doing this, she goes, that's him. He wants to fuck all the time. So that's what his girlfriend yells on the stage. So they're behind me. 
And I'm like, oh shit. And then the guy goes to her, he's like, shh, yo, just shut up. And then she goes, what? You do? <laughs> never wrong move. Never tell them to shut up. He goes, he goes, what? You do? You're always trying to fuck. And I never want to fuck. You're always trying to make me fuck. At this point, it's like getting awkward. He's just like, he's like a deer in a headlight. She goes, what do I do? I'm in front of my coworkers and my girlfriends telling everyone that I'm trying to have sex, but she never wants to. And I go, he goes, just, and she goes, what, what? Why is that bad that I said that? And now he's like, I'm, I'm feeling for this guy. And I, I, I'm kind of, kind of stepped in, but <laughs> the problem is I start doing my jokes again. And that's when she says, she goes, what, what's the issue? So she's, she's not done. She's literally, he's kicking. She's kind of like, yeah, my boyfriend's got some weird kinks and he kicks her and she goes, why, what are you kicking me under the table for? What? I can't say that you're into um, having, you know, you, I can't tell your friends that you like having milk poured on you and you'd be calling a good milk boy while I fuck you. I'm not allowed to say that. So she's she's doing this thing where she's letting it fly, and he's like, "What do I do?" So he's just okay. We'll talk about it later. He's the we'll talk about it later. Never works. Fucking moral of the story is this guy got obliterated in front of his friend. Every one of his friends was just feeling like maximum cringe level. He, this guy's just sitting on stage while his girlfriend's saying that she doesn't want to fuck him, and he's always trying to have sex. And then he tried to like get her to shut up, and then he couldn't. So obviously, like she bitches him around on top of that because he's like, "Babe, like, could you just could we talk? Could we not talk about this and watch the show?" And she's like, "I'll talk. No, what do you mean? Well, don't tell me what to do." And he's like. Holy shit. I'm watching this guy being like, kill me. Just kill me. I, if I was that guy, you're like, just just end it. You know what? I'm just going to do this. I'm going to walk into oncoming traffic and just fucking end this. Because this is a, a nightmare. Happy birthday. The only way, the only thing you can really do when you get bullied into that scenario is you just have to take your lumps. Like she goes, he wants to fuck all the time. You literally have to say, ha 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 ha. It sucks. And then when you get home, you go, don't you ever... <laughs> If you ever embarrass me like that again, I swear to God, I will show everyone your nudes. I will put your nudes. No, I don't know what you tell them. You go, I will take a video of you farting and I will show it to every one of your family members and friends. I will put that. I will post that on your Facebook profile and say, haha, you were so cute last night. Two can play at that game if that's how you want to do it. But there is no winning that scenario. The only thing you can do is take your lumps you have to, if your girlfriend starts making fun of you in front of your friends, you sort of have to just take it. And then when you get home, you go, uh, you go, can, can you not? Or I don't know how you, you go, can you not do that? Like, you know, don't like, we got to have some fucking code. Like we're supposed to be some sort of a team here. You can't make me look stupid in front of my friends. And she'll go, what? What's the problem? And you're like, oh, we got some work to do here, boys. I'm going to have to train this fucking lady from square one. She wasn't, you weren't, this is a rescue. You weren't trained before. I was like when girls are, you know, telling young girls, you need to have more orgasms and all that stuff. You're like, mind your business. I want to go to your boyfriend and be like, you know what? Hey, dude, you know what? You don't actually have to take her out for dinner. She's not going anywhere. You already live together. Girls say they're going to leave, but they're not leaving. So there you go. Hey, how would you like it if I told your boyfriend that? Okay, so I now, right now what I'm going to do is debut my new video. Now this one, so they just normally come out on my page every Monday. But this... I'm going to start debuting them on this podcast. Now, I know it's most of you are listening to audio, but, you know, there's a lot of radio shows that play audio of Man on the Street. You know, I'm just talking to a guy. So the fact that it's only audio shouldn't be a problem. That's still fine to listen to. And then you can watch the video if you want on YouTube slash Ryan Long Comedy, or you can, or you can watch it on my Instagram and YouTube and everything when it comes out Monday. But 
you know, it, it's gross to watch your own videos and be like, I, I'm the man. And that's not really what I'm saying. I'm saying that this made me laugh the most. I, I edited this footage. I brought this footage out. I, I was watching it and I was in tears laughing. It was, it was, for some reason, this just is my favorite thing. It's my favorite topic. It's my favorite game to get people in. And the way that I had this guy going and the things he was saying just made me fucking cry laughing. And I don't think it's topical enough to go really viral. But I think if you're like a fan of my videos, you'll be watching this and you'll be like, this kicks ass. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to play it. What do you think is the best race to smash with? I would probably have to go with Latina. There's something about them. They're just so sexy, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, yeah. How would you ever spank it to Latinas? What does that mean? Like porn? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, uh, unless it's like gay porn, because I couldn't get off. Dude, yo, you're speaking my language, because yeah. I've never jerked off to gay porn even once. <laughs> yeah. And if even if people say that, they did, I didn't. I They're lying. It's but... weird. Just all my life, people just assume that I'm gay, too. I don't know why. And I'm not, I'm not gay at all. Uh, yeah, dude, I'm, I don't think there's anything wrong with gay, but I'm just not gay. Yeah, me neither. Like, it, right, What do you do to prove that you're not gay? I don't, I don't give a fuck. If they, th if they think I'm gay, I'll go along with it. I'll make gay jokes. I'll, I'll yeah, Dude, I'll blow it, dude. I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm not gay, so I'm, it doesn't I'm matter. I'm to try to fuck them. Just Because if you think I'm gay, like... I'll go through with it. Yeah, just like, all right, you know. Um, yeah, we're just two guys that aren't gay, so it's like, whatever. <laughs> I feel pretty secure in my sexuality. I don't really have to prove that I'm not gay. I don't really care what people think. I feel mad secure. Like, if someone thinks I'm gay, that's their prerogative. If you found even, like, dildos in my house, like, the reason I have them is probably for when girls come over to use them on them, and it's nothing to do with me. Sure, at work, too, like... At I, work, people thought you were gay? Yeah, and, like, I guess I'm, like, pretty cool guy, so I could get people... Yeah, me too. Me. They'll tell me, like, rumors about me, like, yeah, people think you're gay and stuff. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with being gay. We're just not. I mean, I'll, I'll be nice, but I'm not going to play along, you know? Even if I was by myself at a gay bar, that doesn't mean that I'm gay. I was just like... You're not gay, though? Like, you're seriously... No, I'm not gay. Are you, you're not gay? <laughs> no, I'm not. Why did you say that? because, yeah, like, I don't know, like, you're saying... I don't know, you're repeating, like, a lot of stuff, like, gay people would do, but you're saying I'm not gay towards it, you know? Yeah, because I support the community. Oh, oh like that? Oh, okay, yeah. Were you getting a gay vibe from me? I mean, I don't... You're saying that people all thought you were gay, too. Oh, no, yeah, but I'm saying... But neither of us are gay. Yeah, we're not gay. I like girls, man. I like, I, I like pussy, yeah. I'm always trying to get pussy. I'm a New Yorker, you know what I mean? That's what we do, right? <laughs> to be honest, I haven't had sex in months. But you would fuck a chick. Yeah, actually, no, it hasn't been months. Two months ago, I fucked a black girl. That's the last girl I fucked. Yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's cool, yeah. And no one would think you're gay if they saw that. Yeah, they don't think I'm gay, but I mean, I, I, they would probably be shocked, to be honest, that I fucked a black girl, but whatever, you know. Sick, dude. Yo, honestly, great meeting you. I fucking love pussy. <laughs> You're not gay. I go, I'm not gay. You're not gay, right? No, we're not gay. And then he goes, dude. And then there's like a pause and he goes, I love pussy, dude. And I'm like, yo, pussy fucking rules. I'm a hound. Yeah, we're both two pussy hounds. I'm a New Yorker, dude. That's what we do. For some reason, like two guys both going back and forth on how they're not gay probably is one of the favorite things for me ever. I honestly think in comedy school they should teach that, that two straight guys that think they're gay that aren't that are like in the closet but refuse to admit they're gay kicks ass always anyway that makes me fucking laugh i've been writing a lot of jokes again i hope some of the people can come watch me in new york hit me up on instagram for dates and i'm also gonna be posting some more dates but now that i've got everything like streamlined a lot in my life i've been really back in the zone of writing comedy two hours a day 
I was talking about how everyone says in New York, you know, when I first came here, everyone would be like, Trump's a Nazi. And I'm like, I doubt he's really a Nazi. And then I moved here and I was like, fuck, they really are rounding up all the Jews. Epstein, Weinstein, Rabbi Berkowitz. They're putting the Jews away. Woody Allen's getting down. I'm like, wow, they are really putting the Jews away. And they go, no, they're putting those Jews away for something else. I go, there's always something else. What was it? Usury, creating a central banking system. They go, no, pedophile. I go, oh, that's actually not as bad historically considering. So that's kind of, the, that's kind of fucking, it's the kind of jokes you can expect from Ryan Long on stage. I'm going to answer a question from the boys, and then I'm going to wrap this puppy up. So question from the boys. And also, so if you want me to say your name, put your name. But if you don't want me to say your name, then don't put it on there, like in your sign-off. But it's, if it's in there, I'll say it. How do I get my wife to have dirty, nasty sex with me? So you got a wife, and she's she's not as dirty as you want to be. You're like you want the you want the fucking real dirty shit. You want to be pissing in her mouth and all that stuff. And I think most girls have it in them. So what you need to do? Number one, get her drunk. You got to be drinking for these things. If you're if you're sober, I don't. I, honestly, first things first, evaluate whether you actually want this. You're like, do I want to be? Re- do I really want to have this with my wife? where that's our new dynamic, where every time we have sex, I gotta be pissing on her. But if you do, I suggest you a drunk. If you're a sober person, I just don't think you wanna be into this. You gotta have some of your senses fucking, you know, diluted if you're gonna get into the game of, like, the fucking dirty, nasty sex that this guy is fucking talking about. Number one, get her drunk. Number two, when you start it, you wanna be at other places. So whether that's trips or hotel rooms, you gotta remove the environment. You gotta remove the fucking normalcy of that environment. So when you're gonna do it, you wanna do it other places. And then the third thing is you always gotta be like, yo, this is crazy. You have to create the illusion that you're both thinking of this together. You're like, we're being crazy right now. Oh my God, like we went to those hotels, we're being nuts right now. You guys have to both be coming up with this together. Girls don't want to get bullied into doing something, unless that's your dynamic. And on top of that, you got to be confident for these sort of things. As soon as the girl feels a little bit of like wavering in your confidence, that'll make her be completely unconfident. But yeah, if you ever if you're fucking with a girl and every once in a while you want to get to the fucking dirty shit, that's what I suggest. All right, so that's the boys cast. Thank you for listening, boys. Please tell a friend, post a screenshot. You know, comment on the videos. That helps a lot, too. And I have some lots of cool episodes planned. I'm going to do an episode, I think, on the differences between Canada and the U.S. and all that sort of stuff that we've been talking about. I want to do an episode of, like, the history of all the different guys, like Jordan Peterson and what I think about those guys. I want to do an episode on rappers that I hate. You know, for example, I can't stand Snoop Dogg. People love him. I'm going to fucking, I want to really give go in on why. Dude, weed's so fucking sick. Trump's orange and weed's sick. I'm a renegade. Why I don't like him and people like that. You know, it's another thing with the Canada thing. I always find, because people don't, I, you know, people are reading this being like, oh, this guy's from Canada. He doesn't get New York. It's like, dude, I'm from fucking Toronto. It's a 5 million person metropolitan. I'm not from, it's not like I didn't grow up in a huge metropolitan. I'm not from the fucking sticks and I'm like a little boy like, whoa, what, what is, what are these subways? I'm from Toronto. Toronto is the fucking New York of, of Canada. There used to be this commercial that would be on billboards everywhere, and it said it was cold beer for Coors Light, and it goes, as cold as people from Toronto. And they'd have that in Vancouver and stuff because there was, like, this joke that people from Toronto sucks. And the beer is so cold. And whatever, I don't really have an opinion on whether, you know, Toronto people are cold or not or whatever. I don't give a shit. But it always makes me laugh when beer companies advertise how cold their beer is because you're like, really, the advertisement should be like, 
yeah, our beer is good and how cold it is kind of up to you, really. I mean, is your fridge cold? Like, what, what's your fridge temperature? That's exactly how cold the beer was. Kind of depends on the bar. Like, are you drinking it outside and you got it out in the sun? Then it won't be cold. Like, literally, uh, we could say our beer is cold when we give it to you. And then when you drink it, whether or not it's cold, that's like kind of balls in your court, I think. I don't get why beer companies advertise that their beer's cold. Is there a chemical in there that makes one beer colder than the other? I don't think so. And if there is, take it out. Because I don't want no fucking chemicals. I've been Ryan Long. This is the boys cast. At Ryan Long Comedy. Subscribe. Comment. All the shit. Send boys fucking questions to Ryan at RyanLongOnline.com. If you send me articles, try to send ones that have lists instead of like a big long article. Because they're those are hard to break down on a podcast without boring people. Yo. Peace.